0: friends, this is Carter, and this is actually intro number one of two. I actually have two intros to this episode. The second intro, we'll actually talk about who's on, and it's an awesome guest. And But this intro is to just let you know, you know what? This is my hundredth episode. Uh, you know, when I when I started, it's funny, when I started this podcast, I kind of said to myself, let me do a hundred episodes and then see what I think, see how I feel, see if I can even do a hundred episodes. Um, and I think I started it, I started it during the pandemic 2020 sometime mid 2020. So it's been about it's been, uh, three years to do a hundred episodes. Um, and it's been a hell of a journey cause I, <laughs> I didn't know anything about podcasting. I read a lot about it, got all the equipment and try to figure out how do I get guests and have since established really good relationships with a lot of bookers um, and, and made a ton of new friends in the process. And, um, it's been a very, uh, fruitful journey. Um, not financially. Oh, hell no, not, for- <laughs> but I make no money on this and I spent a lot of money on this, but that wasn't, I knew that going in, that wasn't going to be my goal was to make money. And my goal was to, um, learn about other people. Uh, and I'm, I'm, You know, when I listen to podcasts, I like to listen to interviews of people because I like to hear their journey. How did they get to where they are now? How did they become who they became? Um, And I kind of thought to myself, "Well, what if I did that, but with writers? I want to hear about the writer's journey. I'm not, I'm not necessarily wanting to talk to you about your specific book. I want to hear about what made you want to write, and then when you did decide to write, how did you? How did you dig down and find the tenacity to to go through the finding an agent process, finding a publisher process? It's such a hard journey. <laughs> I'm just fascinated by people who decide to take that road. Um, and so, a hundred episodes later, you know, I've learned a lot of different things. I've I've made a lot of new friends. Um, I I've and what I think what has struck me the most is the commonality of stories between all these disparate types of writers everyone's gone you know i i hear a lot of the same thing about um you know i never felt like a writer i have imposter syndrome you know so many books of mine never sold but i just kept writing out of spite um it's just interesting to go back and listen to some of them and hear kind of the through line through a lot of different stories so um I just wanted to say thank you for listening and watching these episodes. Um, You know, I know there's some of you out there who have consumed all of them and I sincerely appreciate that. I hope you're enjoying them as much as I am enjoying making these episodes and talking to these wonderful, wonderful people. Um, So episode 100 coming up next. Thanks for being on this journey with me. Hey everyone, this is Carter and welcome to this episode of making it up the conversation series uh, between writers um so you know obviously I talk to writers of all sorts um I I I guess I tend to gravitate towards mystery thriller suspense writers that's kind of that's kind of my community um but but how it basically works is I I either reach out to somebody that I know that I want to talk to or somebody pitches me usually a PR team um so I have several different PR teams who reach out and say hey would you be interested in talking to this person um, and so sometimes they pitch me people I know, sometimes they pitch me people I've never heard of before. Um, and it could be a writer of, of any different type of, of genre. So, um, and you know, I kind of choose who I want to talk to and, and whatnot. and I'm always excited because it means I get to meet new people. <laughs> I get to experience new writers who might be really well known, but I'm not necessarily familiar with it. Um and 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 that was the case today man i just had a great conversation Um, and and just to give you the background every time i record one of these conversations i immediately record this intro because i don't want to forget kind of you know wait a month and then record it and try to remember (laughs) what our conversation was about so i always record it fresh so that's why i usually have this high energy because i'm always pumped from talking to an interesting person um and today man i talked to um Javier Castillo. So Javier Castillo uh, is, is, is a tremendous, uh, tremendously successful Spanish writer. Um, and, you know, most of his success has come um, initially in, in the Spanish markets, but now it has expanded uh, greatly. Um, but now he is launching the English edition of one of his most popular novels, The Snow Girl. Uh, with penguin random house and it's a book that <laughs> sold has sold over a million copies has inspired a Netflix series uh you know tremendous success and what's so interesting about Javier is is and you're gonna hear this interview is just how he's been writing his whole life despite going into a job and in finance and, and economics he's always he's always been writing short stories and And his first novel, he approached it as like, you know, I have an idea that I think might be more than just a short story. So I'm going to write it as, you know, a series of short stories that are all linked together and they're chapters. And he, he, she finished this book and just put it up on Amazon himself. And it became this, not only to become, um, a huge hit on Amazon as a self-published novel, But then he starts getting publishers coming out of the woodwork saying, "Hey, we want to republish this as ours." Um, And so, you know, he's probably as close as you can get to an overnight success. Also, being very cognizant of the fact that he's been writing his whole life, but but he had tremendous success right out of the gate with his first novel, and it just hasn't stopped. Um, So he's, uh, you know, and he's obviously very reflective on that and very has a huge sense of gratitude about that and it's allowed him to quit his job and be a full-time writer so it's it's uh, it's kind of the writer's dream that he's living so uh it's very exciting for him i think you're going to like this one the guy's got a lot of information to share very generous person um and he's got tremendous insights this is my conversation with javier castillo Hola. Buenas tardes. Good Spanish, funny. Spanish. My uh very very poor. I know uh, solamente un poco. My My oh, okay. My my ex-wife is from Argentina, so my kids grew up learning Spanish. And so okay. I know, I know I know a little. I know enough right. to be dangerous.
1: You don't know uh, all the uh, all the bad words.
0: Yeah, you know. <laughs> <Argentina>. what, what <laughs> else? They, they are ready to be creative Yeah, they are <laughs> Especially especially when there's a football match going on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you are in uh you are in uh, Malaga, no? In Malaga, yeah. Yeah, I I visited there a long time ago. Beautiful. Visited I there in yeah. uh, Marbella, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's in Marbella, exactly. Now it has changed a lot, actually. Uh, but it's, it's growing like very fast the city. But it's incredible now, uh, right? It's a lovely place to live and it's close to Marbella, yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right on the coast. It's uh yeah. It's a beautiful part of the world. I'm uh, I'm here in uh, Colorado, so mountains, uh, yeah. not, not not the
1: sea. Fun things, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so you, so I, I assume you you learned English growing up in school. No.
1: Uh, yes, I actually I kind of learned English. I, I think I, watching How I Met Your Mother or something like that. <laughs> hey, if you
0: if you can learn it that way, that's great.
1: Uh, yeah it's great it's funny it, you know and it's very difficult to follow the some of the characters of Barney you know the, the yeah. funny guy from the show he's so sweet yeah yeah exactly but it's it's great it's a great practice but then with that and so I I traveled a I that I studied in in France and in Shanghai so I I was living with uh English people and also with French people so we communicated uh, with each other in English and in French so yeah uh, so that, no white Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, <laughs> so when you do these interviews in English, is it is it exhausting for you? I would think it would. No. No. Not. Not actually. Not actually. It, it depends on the topic, but it's, it's fine. It's. Uh, I think it's my second language, and I, I, I think I speak better English and French. Uh-huh. But uh, for for example, my Italian is a disaster. But <laughs> it's not that good. But uh, yeah, but I try. I try. I try to speak as many languages as possible. here Hearing. And um, yeah, English is kind of okay. It's, it's yeah, not, no, it's not difficult. It,
0: it's excellent. And I'm curious to hear. I want to talk to you about your your journey because I know that writing wasn't necessarily what you set out to do, and that's very similar to me. I had a business background for years and years and years, and then just started writing. So, did you? So you you're you're from Spain? You grew up in Spain?
1: Yeah, I grew up here in Malaga. I actually, I still live here in. My home time my, in the place where where I I grew up, and um, um and I I always loved books. I always loved reading. I always um uh, just enjoy little short, short stories. Actually, I I began uh, writing short stories when I was like ten years old or something like that. I it was very funny at the beginning because I I it was a shock moment for me when I read one of Agatha Christie's book. It was uh, uh, the the United States version. It, the name was uh, The were Nun. I think it's the uh, name in in America. And um, and when I read that book, I said, "Okay, this is incredible." I've been like many times, so I want to do that. So I started writing uh, short stories like with suspense, with things. Yeah. I, at that age, and then I I kept that hobby of writing short stories. I usually. What I what I did was um, I was uh, every time I read a book, I tried to replicate the theme of the book in a short story with another idea, but tried mm-hmm. to replicate the, the theme. And then I I played that way just writing. But I studied economics, I studied finance because uh, it was the you know the easy thing to do. In right. in Spain, right. it's, it's usually usually is I think it's something that happened that is happening uh, happening worldwide. It's very difficult to. To get, to get a career in writing because it's, it's, yeah. it's not Always. easy. It's very, yeah. it's everywhere in the world. And um, I I said, okay, I studied finance. It's very easy to get a job and I will do that. I, I also enjoyed doing mathematics. It was kind of easy for me, but then I came I back hobby. It was uh, uh, like, a uh, to me, it was like a, a moment of relax, not uh, writing. And being meditation. Med- meditation for myself, yes. Uh, doing something like creative, you know. And then um uh, when I finished my first novel, it was the in English the title would be something like "The Day the Sanity Was Lost" or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my first novel, and I um, I remember the moment when I I finished it. I told my friend "Oh uh, guys, I have uh, one. I've written a novel. If you uh, if you could read it, I if I upload it to Amazon, uh, it, it could be great. If you leave a review or something like that." And then. Two weeks later, I came back to check if one of my friends uh, reviewed uh, the book and suddenly uh, was the most sold book in Spain. Uh, and at that moment, I said, okay, what's happening here? Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. And at that moment, I started receiving uh, proposals from many uh, publishers in Spain. And I picked my, my, my current publisher. is Penguin Random House. It's yes. the same as in the US. So. Right, right. Uh, oh. Okay. I it was incredible. It was incredible. Well, we, we have a lot
0: I to, I my job, sorry. that's, well, that's, and that's amazing. So we have, a, we have a lot to unpack out of all of that. So first of all, just going back to when you were 10 and you were creating that short fiction um, as somebody who probably had the ability to have other distractions like video games and whatever, where, where do you think that comes from? That love of story, the love of reading, is that from your family?
1: But actually, it was, I grew up with, uh, I remember those years because I grew up with my uh, my mother had a problem, a health problem, and I had to stay at home with her, just taking care of her. And I, you know, you, you enjoy video games, just for, uh, I, at least for me, uh, just for a short period of time. Right. But then I said, okay, I'm tired of, I, I, I'm tired of just watching through a screen. So I started reading, uh, reading, reading about, and then suddenly it was like, Okay, this is fascinating. I started like enjoying too much and I said, okay, I want to do this and to try if I'm able to write and and to practice my you know my inner thoughts and in those moments uh, I used i I used the writing just as a way of escaping what is was happening in my heart ho- in my house and also as a way of i don't know to focus on something that was my own you know and it wasn't during those years where i Like enjoy what what the process of creating because it made me like travel to other places. You know, I was trying to escape my home, and and then it was like uh, I I remember those years like with um, with uh, sadness, uh, kind of sadness because of what was happening, but also with joy because of the way I was uh, trying to learn what I was doing. You know, trying to learn to write, trying to. Uh, and no, getting to know myself it wasn't like uh, a very, um, very that emotional moment for me
0: yeah yeah i could well and and writing is i i think in a way a lot of writers including myself look at writing as a way to control something like there's so much you can't control and i could picture you you know with the situation with your family and you're seeing an escape but it is I can control this story. I get to. I get to choose what happens. Oh, and there's something so transcendental, transcendent about that. Um, so, but it's also interesting as as a young child doing the writing. It sounds like you were actively also trying to learn the craft, not just writing, but you it sounds like you were actually trying to get better and yeah. understand how stories
1: no, work. You no, know, like actually, you say I. I I, le- I learned by imitation, you know. I, I was trying to replicate the, the just the book I just read. So I, I was, it was. If I read, uh, I don't know Stephen King, it for example, yeah. okay. I remember writing. I, I remember writing a, a, a short story. Of instead of a, of a clown, I, I created like a monster, and yeah. it was the same. It was a monster. It, it was not the on um, yeah with a balloon, but it was with a uh, with a football. You know, I was <laughs> so it like, was like. Try to, to touch the uh, same things, but in a different way, and I learn just by intuition and imitation. Right? It's right. the best way to learn. And actually, I, I have the opinion that it, writing is the only thing, the only art, where to learn. Or, or the masters are just uh, waiting for you on, on the shelves. You know, is uh, you have the end product and the the final product, and all the techniques are just here. You know, it's,
0: Right. And just constant repetition, just writing and writing. Exactly. I mean, that's writing and reading, writing, reading and writing. Yeah. And and you're not trying to like make a direct copy of something, but you're trying to absorb kind of how, you know, what you felt like when you read it. So you mentioned the deception in an Agatha Christie novel. You are obviously attracted to the idea of like, I did not guess what was happening. And I exactly. And I want I want to create that same feeling for somebody else.
1: Exactly, and, and and trying to understand why I loved a character that much. So I I said, okay, this character, I love this one. Why? Why? And I al- always trying to check all the books I like. I said, okay, what all these characters ha- have in common? And they have like they are suffering and injustice. They are uh, having like a hard time at the beginning, and they we get to know them, but they don't show exactly how they feel. And it's, I, I was learning. It. Just by reading, I'm trying to to replicate. You know, it, that was the the moment and and the, the process,
0: right? And it's and it's not as easy as it sounds, right? Because yeah, exactly. when when, exactly. when you start looking at a book and a character who you love, and you start to ask yourself, well, why do I love this character? And you can start listing a lot of the things that happen to them that's interesting. But a lot of times, it's the voice, it's the emotion that that good. I you know I care about this character because I feel for them more than I feel for maybe a two-dimensional character that has the same stuff going on. And that's all about how well it's written or how poorly it's written.
1: Exactly. exactly, And, and it, 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 yes, no, it's not only the attributes, it's also the the craft, the way the narrator tells a thing or even the voice of the character. Even. Right. The narrator is the character it's himself. It, you need to create that connection with, uh, with not only with just one reader, with a connection with many readers. So you have to try to, to touch many different emotions uh, just to connect, uh, have a reader to connect with just one or, or at least with two of them. Uh, uh, if you are a uh, master, you can get them love the character that too much because they have many things that are intriguing mm-hmm. I and mean, mysterious about the character.
0: Right, and, and it's not... It's not a formula, right? Like you. No, no, it's not a formula. It's for sure. I, I feel like the, the only way for me, the only way of achieving any of that is to write for myself and say, like, here's a character who I want to write about who is interesting to me. Because if you overthink about it, if you overthink it and say, like, they have to have all these characteristics, they uh, you you lose
1: it, I think. I mean, it doesn't work. I mean, it feels like, a, I don't know, like a figure, you know, a shape that you are trying to to create that not a real person that speaks to to the reader you know so
0: you're an interesting example because i see this a lot with writers who don't go directly into writing right they you study something else because you're smart enough to know that choosing a career as a writer is a really stupid thing to do
1: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> but but what's so interesting is people who like yourself who start writing when they're young and keep it as a hobby that writer Will always come out somehow eventually. You can't avoid it, and, <laughs> and so so you studied finance and economics and and, and very, very left brained kind of things like, and, and and business. But you still had that. there's exactly like me. You Still had that
1: creativity. You're like what do I, what do I do? Yeah, but, uh, uh, but it also helps you. You know, in, in my case, um, I, I also have learned that uh, studying economics and finance helped me. Write the the way I write because, uh, for example, my my are already planned and I are already carefully structured. And uh, studying finance uh, was like I had to plan everything ahead. And it was that moment where I had to schedule. Okay, we're you know, doing a project, for example. I was like, okay, we're going to go through all these steps just to get to the final financial model or to the finance goal. Or the company has to meet those goals and. I, I when I start writing, I, I before I do it, I I need to plan it, and I plan it like very carefully, and and I I feel like it's it's an art, uh, and the way you create the voice, the character, the feelings, the emotion is that that part of the brain, and it connects the reader, but also the other part is like a I don't know a, like a structure, like a, trying to be like an architect, you know, trying to to make the character go through like a roller coaster. Emotions, like you have to, uh, you know, uh, like before, um, um I don't know, uh, very dark emotion. You have to mm, give the character a little a moment just to breathe, and, right. and and just to, and you you need to understand those and to and to plan them in advance, especially in thriller and in suspense, of course, because you need to hide all the little clues and to right. be very careful with the hints you give.
0: And, and I mean, and the, the the connection to business I always find is that thriller writing is problem solving. Uh, you're, you, you like you said, you have the outline, so you're solving the problems of how to make these revelations, how to make the character suffer, but also not not you know always be about suffering. And and the same thing with business, and and it and you were you were probably writing in business as well, and that teaches you how to kind of just be.
1: To the point, like, don't... inaccurate, inaccurate, and inaccurate. just to avoid uh, uh, trying to avoid, you know, the uh, random words that doesn't mean anything, and just to, uh, you know, I I, I I hate that moment when you're reading a book, and suddenly you start re- uh, reading in diagonal, you know, it's like you start at the beginning of the page, say, okay, right. it's not happening anything, and you start jumping lines, and skipping lines. I I hate that when that ha- when that happens so I try to like be very uh, precise with the words precise with the, with everything every character said uh, says and um, I try to like to go to the point go to the emotion but also trying to be like very subtle in the way the the, the story flows so it's 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 funny but it, it makes you like be very careful with every page you know right And and
0: that's the editing process, also, right? Is like you have to be very honest with yourself, as it's some like so with with business with a business job. Sometimes you'll be reviewing something and you'll look at it and say, "This is good enough," because it's my day job. With your writing, you can't do that. You have to really challenge yourself and say, "What's these sentences? How are they serving my story? And if they're not, you have to delete them." And sometimes that's very hard to do because it's exhausting to, to be that <laughs> honest with yourself. Do you find, because you structure your, your, your plot so thoroughly, do you find that the editing therefore is very easy or as you go along, you
1: you, you don't, you it, 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 it's, it's, difficult and it's always tough because you, you, you fall in love with, patterns, you know, at, you know at, when you pull in love with, with your style, it's, 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 it's something like every writer has, you know, it's very difficult to say. Okay, I have said all this this wonderful sentence, it, uh, it, it, but it doesn't add to the story. But what do I do? And so it's it's always difficult. But I I try to get like very practical. I I what I usually do, for example, uh, there's no girl. There's no girl. Yes, being released in US. Yeah. Um, the first uh, version of the story has I don't know maybe uh one hundred seven sixty thousand words, oh, something wow. like that, but. Yeah, but then at the the end of the book there's one hundred thousand uh, words, so it's it's um it's a huge cut, but um usually it helps the the story or the rhythm. I try to be very uh, precise, and I I try not to fall in love too many parts of my of my own writing, but the, it's always very tough. Yeah. and then after that first cut, um, my my editors come and my publishers come just to check if everything is working, and and they usually try to cut a little bit more, and I always try to start to fight, yeah, fight, uh, yeah. Uh, but it's it's, it's, uh, it's a it's negotiation usually. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, in the U.S. or in English, we call it killing your darlings, like cutting out anything, even though you love it, but it has exactly. to go, and it's hard to do, but. For me, it helps just telling myself, well, more darlings will come. I'll, you know, There will always be good writing coming from me, hopefully. So it's okay. Exactly. It's okay to <laughs> cut. So, so you're working in this corporate finance job uh, for years and years, it sounds like, and you're still writing stories on the side. At what point did you say, I'm going to write a novel and I'm going to figure out how to do that while I'm working full time?
1: well I, I was i was uh, writing short stories as as you said um i remember one one day i had the, like uh, it was a very weird dream uh, and i said okay this is uh, actually the dream was like uh, a man walking the, down the street with the head of a woman and <laughs> and suddenly yeah and, and suddenly the man uh, looked at me and said uh, there's one day left for christmas something like that uh, i said okay this is incredible for for a short story. So I started writing uh, like the first, uh, like a very short version of that, uh, trying to create a, a, a fiction around that moment. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay, maybe I have like something longer here. And um, let's try to play, let's play with this idea. And I, try, and I planned the, the whole story. That was the, my first book. And when I planned the, the whole story, I said, okay, I will try to write it because I didn't, it was my first novel, you know? I. Usually, I felt like very. It, it felt like very long, uh, like yeah. very daunting process. It was like, okay, this is gonna be like uh, one year work. And, uh, I usually write just you know the uh, three thousand words uh, ch- uh, short stories or something like that. So I, I approached the um, the novel uh, as writing just uh, one chapter as it was a, a short story. So I, I it ended up being like eighty chapters or something like that, yeah. and with um. I usually, I, I approach the um, the process uh, uh, the same way I did, it, like creating in every chapter an emotion, a twist, and and a character revelation or something like that. And it was my rule. So, um, mm-hmm. when I um, uh, I, I began working on on that novel, and then suddenly I I started sharing with my wife every chapter, and she was like, "Okay, this is good. Where, where is the story going?" And she was asking questions about the story. I was. Like a fun game, so that kept me writing that long story. Um, I actually enjoy it a lot. So that's uh, the cool part of, of writing a longer version of the of the short stories. Uh, I was I tried to face um, the the as short stories with uh, in a longer form, you know, with the same story going on.
0: And so, when you finished that novel, and your wife approved. You, <laughs> exactly. You decided to like. What was your next step? Because so, so you self-published that on Amazon.
1: Is that correct? Well, exactly. Yeah. I, I, uh, what I did was uh, okay. I was like I, the story. I already edited myself, and I said, okay, I'm gonna uh, send it to four publishers. The four big ones in Spain. was Penguin. It was uh, Planeta. And there was uh, another other two uh, imprints. And uh, when I sent the the novel, uh, one of them was by email. Email and they replied with uh, an automatic email saying, "Okay, uh, thank you for your manuscript, but we we have a very long queue uh, manuscript to read, so we will tell you something in one year time." So, so I said, "Okay, one year is I, I don't need that." You know, I, I was already working. It, uh, I, I was, I, I didn't need to publish. So I said, "Okay, I'm I'm not waiting one year just to see if that people like the novel." So I said, "I, I love it to I love it to Amazon." I put a price, a small cover, and, uh, a synopsis, and then I told my friends. But, but my my group of five friends in uh, WhatsApp so that that was my promotion, and um, and suddenly it was like that moment. Uh, you know, it was like very shocking. I remember when mm-hmm. two weeks were uh, passed, I I came back to, to Amazon. I was very funny because I I saw the novel on the top, and I said, okay, this is my novel. Next, the number two, what I remember was Ken Follett. And then the number three uh, was uh, Pere Reverte. is a very famous, like, uh, wow. author in Spain. I was number three. Out, and I said, okay, this is uh, by alphabetical order because Castillo, Pólez, Reverte. So I said, this is alphabetical order. And it was my first thought. I said, okay, no, it's they rank by sex And it was like, okay. And, and after that, I, um, I remember, like, uh, receiving, like, proposals from all the publishing houses in Spain, like trying to publish my book. And I said, okay, uh, it was like very shocking. Um I signed with Penguin and they told me, okay, we didn't expect to have another book signed and uh, to to publish another book from Amazon, but we really liked and we really see the potential of the book, uh, but, and they told me it doesn't enter in our schedule, so we are going to need to wait, wait two years to publish it. Is it to pay for you? I said, okay, I'm, I'm not. Uh... So the I, same I the same it. book, the same book exactly the same book. I, I had to wait like two years just to be to to be on paper, uh, and I said okay, but let's ge- uh, leave it on Amazon uh, in the meantime, and then we'll be publishing it on paper. And in, in those two years, I remember like uh, it was uh, it sold like a hundred thousand books on just on digital, uh, wow. thirty thousand copies in paper, like in print on demand or something like that, and it was very. The, I remember the moment when the book came out in paper, it uh, was like very, I don't know how to say, because I, I, I actually, I felt like I already sold everything that I, I was about to sell. You know, it was the feeling like somehow Amazon helped me sell the books because maybe the algorithm, maybe, the you know, uh, maybe... Uh, Amazon was saying, uh, "Okay, if you like this book, somehow my book always w- was recommended because it, it didn't feel like real, you know." Right. But this, um when the first day the book came out, and uh, yes, it, it, um, it was sold out the first day. Then the, in the first week we already did four reprints in the first week, right. and then uh, like in three months I already have sold like one hundred thousand books in, in paper in Spain. I did my first presentation. Uh, uh, the first day it was for my family and my friends. Um, after the success, the, the uh, uh, penguin told me, Okay, we, maybe you we should do a, like a book signing because uh, I, I we didn't expect to do any because it was your Facebook. It was, you know, just the presentation in your local bookstore, but uh, that was the marketing plan, was that. And then um, I remember uh, they said, Okay, maybe we this amount of sales, you should do at, like a book signing, no? So I, I did my first book signing and like three months later I, to the book signing came like 1,000 people just for the book signing. Wow. I said, okay, yeah, it was like, okay, what is happening here? It was like incredible. Uh, uh it, that moment was like, okay, this is, uh, it's real, you know? That, that's a nice and, Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, uh, I remember like four or five months after that, after the presentation, I said, okay. I'm. I will. just I have my my daughter, my first daughter. So I, I said, okay. Um, I maybe this is the moment to to think about my life. Just to maybe this is the moment I had to the chance I have. I have just to live my previous job. Just to um, spend more time at home, trying to be with her more because uh, I was like missing many parts of her life. So I I said, okay. I have this chance. I. I made my calculations. I said, okay, I'm fine. So I said, okay, I've already earned that this of money. I, maybe I have three years just to try if, if this writer career works. And mm-hmm. suddenly, I like a crazy ride actually. That's basically like every year, at, every year has been like incredible and going farther and farther, and even with them. I remember the most shocking moment when, was when uh, the snow girl came out and it was two days before the Spanish lockdown. I don't know if you if you know what's happening in the, the Spanish yeah. lockdown, but it was very, very crazy sad. because uh, it was like two days before yeah. the, the book was released. Then two days later, all shops, bookstores, everything was at home. And you couldn't, you couldn't buy books. So it was like a disaster, actually. But then suddenly something magical happens in the moment. Um, it, people... Uh, that to be, um, began to be like really tired of watching TV, watching Netflix, uh, scrolling through social networks. So uh, people started reading a lot. Right. And in that moment, uh, people started buying uh, the snow bear under, under the curtain. Uh, all the bookstores were closed, but the books uh, sellers were, were in the store selling books under the curtain. And suddenly it became like the most sold book during the lockdown. And it was like crazy figures. and it was like incredible, incredible, and it was in during those days when Netflix um, uh, bought the rights to make the show. So it was wow, incredible. Uh, so, so you know that's a very unusual career path. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's, <laughs> I, really, I I have many rights. You're like, this is easy. I mean, hey, it seems easy, but it's not. It's very unusual. And uh, the thing with uh, also um. Actually, I know when Netflix comes, all of the eyes are you, and suddenly uh, you start like selling rights worldwide. Um, uh, people from uh, imprints from everywhere in the world buy the rights to publish your books. So now, uh, for example, the Snow the Snow has been translated into twenty languages. It's publishing in eighty languages, eighty countries, or something like that. Besides, so it's, it's That's incredible, fantastic.
0: and it's and it, it's funny because you know the risk of self publishing. Is huge because you know. First of all, like you know, unless you have it really professionally edited and everything, it could be full of typos or whatever. Exactly. But also, if it's not a good book, it's out there, and then future publishers would look at it and be like, well, "We don't want, we don't want this person because they write garbage."
1: <laughs> and- exactly. Oh, or um, oh, yeah, or maybe they they said, "Okay, you already written that. You don't have the potential to read another book." So it's very a risky move, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and the fact that, and it also could have been, had you not done that, if you just kept pursuing publishers, you could have just gotten rejection letters. Who knows? Exactly. You exactly. never know. You never know. But they saw the sales. And you did not, so you didn't look for, I don't know how it works in Spain, but is it common to try to get an agent before you?
1: No, actually, I actually i, I am still without an agent. So it's like, uh, usually most of the writers have one. But I didn't uh, need one for my first big, uh, you know, big contract. And then it was like very easy, just the process of dealing with, uh, with the publisher. And then uh, I have, uh, what what I have is, is, um, is uh, an agent just for international rights, because uh, that's like a very tough process with many different people. But for example, for my main country, this Spain and Latin America. Uh, it's, it's just a direct conversation because just uh, after being already signed, just putting a person in the middle, I felt like it wasn't like honest. You know, I, I felt like it's, it was trying. It was somehow like um, disturbing a little bit the uh, the easy communication and the easy things. I, I usually I, I value a lot the confidence, the trust, the mm-hmm. the good relation more than money or uh, bigger royalties. Or,
0: yeah no i i totally agree and so then you just quit your job which is amazing um but now that you're a full-time writer do you feel how has that changed how you feel about how you approach writing is there more responsibility like i should keep doing the same thing because that's what works or do you feel like i want to try something different i want to write something slightly different than what i've been writing
1: well actually what i try to do is try to um, to push myself in every book and uh, just to to try a different, not not a different journey uh, in a uh, broad way, just trying to touch many parts of the mystery or suspense because we actually, the uh, mystery uh, thrillers are very rich in, in subcategories, you know. So you can try a domestic thriller, a domestic war, you can try a, a a novel, a fast-paced thriller. You can mm, touch a dramatic suspense. You can try a uh, romantic uh, suspense. You, uh, there are many sub-parts you can try, and I'm always trying to like finding new ways to um, to approach the ideas that I care about. But I, I um, but I enjoy writing many different things. So, so I, I do them just as I did. No, I share the stories as a hobby. When I want to try a dystopian thing. Maybe I just write a um a short story about it, and if I feel it has potential maybe i I try to place that idea inside the inside the things that i know i I can do well you know the suspense, the twist the trying to to game the reader how in the way mm-hmm. I write you know
0: so and now, like when you write a novel, are you still looking towards? your family and friends to give you feedback and how much of that yeah. feedback do
1: you implement? Yeah, actually actually, happens in a different way That uh, at the beginning. At the beginning it was like this game of I give my wife like three chapters and then I give them two more. And the, uh, it was that game. And now I just wait to the end of the mo- uh, process and I give them the entire novel because uh, I've learned after the second book, I learned that she was like asking too Much <laughs> all the time, and I, I was a pre- it I, I was the pressure. I, 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 <laughs> like, some having someone waiting in your home, in your own house for you to write is very tough. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and reading
0: just a couple of chapters at a time, you ask a lot more questions than if you had a whole book because then
1: you have exactly. a lot with with it. Yeah, and you and you get them solved uh, along you, right? You're right, you're in. Just the right. wait, that'll, that'll come away we'll in a few more pages.
0: To- <laughs> exactly. Wow. But is it ever the case where, because when you give somebody, because I'm the same way, I don't really show almost anything until my story is done because the story might change as I'm writing it and I go back and change a lot of different things. But do you ever have feedback early on after you finish the whole novel that
1: uh, says, oh, well, yeah, yeah, maybe, part, yeah, but she, for example, my, my wife is like very, uh, uh, she she's very tough when with connecting with the uh, with the main character or, or uh, secondary characters, mm-hmm. and she likes uh, she she doesn't know why she doesn't like a character, right? Uh, but she tells me, I don't like this character that much. <laughs> and uh, so I, uh, that that com- those comments are really good because as I know my my wife very well, so I, I I I try to get them her uh, get her tell me. Why in a way that I can, can translate that to the book? So it's usually uh, very, um, it's, it's very helpful to have her actually, because yeah. she's kind of my main, uh, she's inside my main group of readers, you know, that right. age uh, profile. and So it's, right. it's very easy and um, helpful. But maybe you don't want all your characters to be liked, you know? Uh, exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, some of them have a reason just to be unlikable, you know. That should be interesting, exactly. But no, no yeah, exactly. And the thing is that, for example, uh, there's no girl. The main character is Maya. You no, know? it's a it's a girl that has been abused, and she is somehow like very closed and with. Uh, and she doesn't want to connect with anyone, or at least she can't connect with anyone. So it's really. Although she speaks in first person in the novel, uh, she's very, when she's with someone, uh, she's very short in, in sentences, she's very hard, and at the beginning, when my wife was, was reading the character, she, she felt, okay, this character is very know, rude, uh, uh, but uh, but then, when she kept reading, uh, uh, she understood w- uh, why she was like that, uh, that way, she, she loved it, because it was very interesting, she didn't know how it was how she was going to react to different things. So it was like very interesting to see her behave in different situations, and that's the power
0: of writing from the first person, right? Is because okay. the how they behave with other people can be just very like you know short and and not a lot of
1: meaning to it. But then you have their internal when monologue, their mind. Yeah, yeah. When you have the mind, of, and her thoughts. I'm not even her thoughts. She can be very intriguing. Just Trying to recall something that happened to her, and and suddenly you um, 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 uh, try, uh, relate with what was happened, what has happened to her. So it's it's very uh, a moment to connect with her, uh, with the character. If you have the first person, uh, you can do almost anything with the character, almost anything in a way that he, you can create a first person serial killer, and it could be relatable. Uh, you know, right? Oh, character. yeah.
0: I first uh, person present tense to me is the most interesting way to write because it's just it's immediate and it's you you're just that person and do you and, and you obviously write you know pretty dark stuff uh, as as I do as well thank you thank you I, I'm sure you get the questions what happened to you as a child but do you do you enjoy it's like for me it's not like I enjoy necessarily writing dark things I like seeing how people rise up to challenges and those challenges might be life-threatening because it's almost cathartic because it's like what would I do in this situation is that how you feel or how do you approach writing some of the real gritty things that you write
1: yeah actually actually I haven't thought about that that much I just try to to create like a very interesting story uh, with themes that are not only challenging but also Hard to swallow in a way that you need to um, to try to put your in, in in the feet of the characters and uh, in, in situations that you would never be. Uh, um, it's a way of, you know, for me, reading has always been a way of traveling to other places and and being in in, in the point of view of person that I am not. So it's it's all very, um, like cathartic moment when you, you connect with a character in, yeah, and even if the character has, uh, has suffered something difficult or she, uh, for example, I, in the case of Miriam, it's the one I can think a lot because it's the character right now it's in my mind all the time. Uh, it's, a, it's a process of trying to get her um uh, move on uh, in, of what has happened to her because she got abused and trying to get her to know all the dark emotion that he, she has inside. So in a way you have to get to know the emotions and get to, to empathize it, empathize with her. Yeah. And it's, it's very, it's very, I enjoy the, that process of getting to know a, a character and, and putting them in a, in a place where I'm not, I will not be, or maybe I hope I will never be. So it's, I, it's the idea.
0: It allows you to, I think, explore fear from a safe place. But it's a very I mean, intimate. It's a very intimate exploration, right? Because you're sitting there alone at night writing about something terrible, and your imagination just goes and like, this is. I wonder if this is what it was like, and it's it's difficult. But it's also like you said, when you're done, it's cathartic. You're Like, wow, that I went through something without going through something.
1: Exactly. Um, I remember. I remember. I remember when uh, I finished the this, uh, writing the novel, I uh, there's no girl in the beginning of the book is is a three-year-old girl goes missing in the New York Thanksgiving parade. Right. And I remember writing the first chapter just to create the per- the perfect image of that desperation and despair and everything. You know, this nightmare that 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 could be for a family. And I I, I had a daughter in that moment when well, I still have that daughter, but she's older now. But and uh, she, she, um, she was three years old at the time. Oh, and I remember goodness. going. Yeah, I, I was. I remember going to a parade like one week after I finished the novel, and I remember like being in the middle of the crowd with the girl with my daughter. I said, "Okay, uh, this is not good. I already been here. Something horrible is going to happen because I already know this all these feelings." And uh, I, I was like, you know, with all the Looking everywhere, just yes, to trying oh. to find suspects everywhere. So it was like very. Uh, I mean, uh, it's it's very hard when you put yourself yeah. your biggest nightmare, you know, because right. it gets you, it helps you a lot. Yeah, you didn't leave the parade though. I left for five minutes. I uh, 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 like okay, a I said okay, I'm leaving because I needed like to breathe, and then I came back. Uh, wow, but then you to breathe because I was in the mo- in those days just after when you finish the novel and you need to need to rest a little bit just you're very raw the correction yeah. and the editing and you are like very open to everything so it, wow it was very hard
0: well listen aviar we're going to wrap up but before we do we're going to do a quick storytelling if you if you're up okay. this. um this is this is the fun part of the show i've actually just chosen one book randomly off my bookshelves and okay. you're going to give me a page number and I'm going to read a sentence from that page, and that's the first sentence of maybe a two-minute-long short story. So I'll read the sentence. You give me the next one or two sentences, then I'll do a couple, and then I'll call it done. Okay. Great. So I just okay, this this is my friend Wendy Walker. Her book just came out um, two weeks ago, Amazing. I think. What remains, and okay. it's an excellent book. So everyone out there, go buy it. Um, give me a page, a page number. Okay. Yeah, give me a page number between one and two fifty. And uh, seven. Okay, and I'm just going to quickly scan the page um, for a sentence. Um Okay, <laughs> so I'm just going to read this and then go okay. go for it. Within two days of the girlfriend's disappearance, he became the prime suspect.
1: Okay, that's great. Actually, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> good. You need a book. I'm going to have a sketch. First fifty-seven pages, and if it <laughs> began with that, I love poker okay. exactly. And uh, um, uh, I would say um, it, it was it was two days or two weeks or just three days. Two days after he became the main suspect, mm-hmm. um, he was alone with her in the middle of the night in a cabin in the woods, uh, and they met there because. It was their anniversary.
0: He didn't know exactly how he was going to celebrate the anniversary, but he knew it wasn't going to be a pleasant one. They had been together for five years, and to him, that was four years too long. He made sure, in addition to the wine that he brought to the cabin, he brought a little white powder that she knew nothing about.
1: But the moment he put the, his feet on inside the cabin, she felt that something was uh, wasn't right. She she saw the 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 bottle of wine open, and she saw uh, blood on the floor. And somehow he knew that uh, the night was going to be long. He
0: walked up to her and kissed her immediately something he didn't do very often but thought it would be a good distraction i love you he said i want this night to last forever
1: but um but she she, she whispered something she couldn't hear he couldn't hear and suddenly uh, he heard the Footsteps of someone behind him. And that was the last thing he saw before falling. I don't know how to say that the blackout or something like that. Mm.
0: (laughs) When he woke, he was no longer in the cabin in the woods. He didn't know exactly where he was. All he knew it was dark and cold, and the concrete beneath him was damp. He tried to move his right hand but found it chained to something on a wall.
1: <laughs> what what did he find? In the world? <laughs> we can just, we can call it there. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I it's there. It's actually pretty good for a beginning. Eh?
0: And so that's 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 the beginning of a story that we'll write together, and then uh, and then I'll get to be of copies. So million <laughs> copies, exactly, exactly. Well, it's so exciting to hear your story and to hear. I mean, I think the listeners will really appreciate because it, it's a different story, right? It's 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 you know, it's somebody who just is immediately successful with writing, but the reality of it is, is you've been writing your whole life, so it wasn't like. You had never done it before. You 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 had been practicing all along, and so your success is uh, is well earned. And uh, I'm looking forward oh, to the you. the English editions that are just coming out of your books. And uh, yeah, man, I just I just wish you continued success. It was so great to talk to you. Wow, thank
1: you. The same, and I hope to meet you soon in person. Thanks, Javier. We'll talk soon. I see you in Colorado.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Bye. That's it. That is my uh, conversation with Javier Castillo. Uh, guy's great. The guy I really enjoy talking to him. I'm a little bit jealous about his success, but you know that's what happens with writers. Is uh, <laughs> yeah, like that person sold a lot of books? That's pretty amazing. Uh, but you can't get too wrapped up into that. Uh, it's it's just tremendous. He's had tremendous success, and uh, I mean, it looks like it's uh, <laughs> it's not stopping anytime soon. So uh, excellent for him. Um, I, and, and if you want to find out about his books, I mean, a lot of them are in Spanish, but but now they're being translated. I think he's said something like twenty different languages now. Uh, but you can you can read all about his works at his website, which is just uh, Javier Castillo Books.com. And if you want to meander over to my website, carterwilson.com, you can sign up for my newsletter. You can check out my books. You can check out my appearances or you can check out my uh, writing retreats that I am teaching. Uh, So all that stuff that you can do, you can also look at other episodes of this show. And speaking of this show, that is it for this one. There are more episodes coming out soon. But in the meantime, I appreciate you as always watching and listening to Making It Up. Take care. Bye.